June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Breaking their silence. The husband and wife who waved firearms at demonstrators. I was terrified that we'd be murdered within seconds. And TV reporter under siege. Why they won't let him drive away. Then... The law student who says she caught COVID-19 at a spin class. Immediately when I started letting my guard down, I ended up picking up coronavirus. Plus 200 clients quarantined. The questions you need to ask before you go back to the gym. Then, pandemic concert blowback. I just want to address my show. And for the first time, the Golden State Killers family speaks out. He was married to your sister. The exclusive home movies. Fabulous, dude. And what his three daughters say about their father being compared to Hannibal Lecter. Plus, summer sleepaway camps. How safe are they during the pandemic? One, two, three, up. And the death of comedy legend Carl Reiner. His last TV appearance with best friend Mel Brooks. Isolated at home during the pandemic. Carl, stop talking for one minute. And serenade to a baby donkey. Love, sweet love. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. That gun-toting couple seen pointing their weapons toward protesters passing their house are now being investigated by the local district attorney. The husband, himself a prominent attorney, spoke out about the incident, saying he and his wife felt threatened. But does video from the incident back that up? The couple seen around the world brandishing guns at Black Lives Matter protesters is speaking out. I was terrified that we'd be murdered within seconds, that our house would be burned down, that our pets would be killed. St. Louis lawyer Mark McCloskey pointed an assault rifle and his wife Patricia, who is also a lawyer, waved a handgun as protesters marched past their palatial mansion. It was like the storming of the Bastille. The gate came down and a large crowd of very angry, shouting, aggressive people poured through. Video shows protesters entering the gated community through an iron gate. I stood up and announced loudly, this is private property, please go back, leave. The, as soon as I said the words private property, it, it enraged the crowd. The protesters were on their way to the home of the mayor, furious after she read the names and addresses of activists demanding that she defund the police. Their route took them past the McCloskey's mansion and other multi-million dollar homes. KMOV-TV reporter Emma Hogue interviewed Mark McCloskey. Mark McCloskey did say that he got additional death threats just through email and social media, not only from people in St. Louis, but from people across the world. He is getting a lot of backlash. The incident is dividing America. 
President Trump retweeted video of the confrontation, but the protesters claim there was no threat. This is, is a, a well, blueprint I, of the um, cultural uh, war that's going on in the country right now. What I saw on, on the video is the brandishing of a weapon in what could appear to be a threatening manner, right? And so that is a felony. News photographer William Greenblatt captured these dramatic images. It was a pretty peaceful group going through. And if they would have been inside their house, the protest would have walked right past their house. The McCloskeys claim to actually support Black Lives Matter and represent a client who is suing the police for alleged brutality. Now they've had to board up their law offices. They threatened to burn down the house. Hundreds, seemingly hundreds of people said, we're going to come back and get you later. More concern today about the spread of COVID-19 and gyms. A young woman today says she got COVID-19 when she attended a spin class. And now she's issuing a serious warning to other young people who might think they're invincible to the virus. Stephen Fabian reports. This young law student says she followed all the COVID-19 guidelines, quarantining at home for weeks. My roommate was doing the grocery shopping. My, um, I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't seeing family. But then her gym opened, and after all those weeks in isolation, 23-year-old Peyton Chesser went to a spin class. Immediately when I started letting my guard down even a little bit and going to the gym or going to the grocery store, I ended up picking up coronavirus. Was it worth it to you going back to that spin class? No, the 45 minute workout was not worth being sick for eight days. So is it safe to go back to the gym? That's what so many of us are wondering. Here in New York City, the gyms remain closed, but they have opened in many other states and lots of people are nervous about going back. A new survey of those who exercise at least twice a week found that one in four vow to never go back to the gym ever. If you're determined to go to the gym, I would say go to one that requires people to wear masks, bring your own water bottle and bring enough that you won't have to use a common water source. Make sure that you bring sanitizing wipes. 200 gym goers at this Planet Fitness in West Virginia received this scary notification after just one member came down with COVID-19. Anyone who was at Planet Fitness between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. Wednesday should stay at home for 14 days since being exposed. I'm Jim Moran in Los Angeles, where the mayor has taken a drastic step in helping to stop the spread of COVID-19, which seems to be spinning out of control here. The beaches in Los Angeles will be shut down for the July 4th holiday weekend. That order comes on the heels of the governor shutting down all bars. It's going to be a quiet 4th of July in Los Angeles. And this was the crazy scene at a restaurant in Little Rock when two customers got into a dispute over social distancing. It's an all-out brawl. By the way, fighting is probably a very good way to spread the coronavirus. COVID-19 doesn't care if you are a Democrat or a Republican, whether you like rock or listen to country music. And a number of country stars are being excoriated by their fellow artists who say they needlessly put their fans at risk by having a concert. Megan Alexander reports from Nashville. Country music star Chase Rice is responding to backlash following concert footage showing him performing at a concert with no social distancing. Fellow country singer Kelsey Ballerini fumed, imagine being selfish enough to put thousands of people's health at risk, not to mention the potential ripple effect. This is our country family member, and when somebody, we love Chase, but when somebody steps out of line and 
is maybe going to ruin it for everybody else, you got to call them out. Chase Rice addressed the controversy on Instagram. Not a single concert goer can be seen wearing a mask at the concert in Petros, Tennessee. I understand there's a lot of varying opinions, a lot of different opinions on COVID-19. You guys are everything to me, so your safety is a huge, huge priority. This fan, Courtney Harris, shared footage that shows how close she was to the stage. It doesn't worry me because I feel like eventually everybody's going to end up catching it regardless of how careful you are. Here in Tennessee, the governor has extended the state of emergency until at least August 29th. New COVID-19 hospitalizations have spiked to 43 a day. That's the highest rate since early May. Meantime, singer Chase Rice says his next concert will take place as scheduled on Friday in Kentucky, but at a drive-in concert venue where people can socially distance. Tempers are short and emotions are high, and that's especially true in Seattle, where a confrontation just outside the occupied zone between a Fox News reporter and a crowd of protesters resulted in the reporter barricading himself in his vehicle. Amber Cagliano has more. A tense situation as a Fox News reporter is trapped inside his car, surrounded by angry protesters. The protesters say they approached correspondent Dan Springer to complain about Fox News coverage of Seattle's CHOP Autonomous Zone. Things quickly escalated. The group followed Springer to his car where they refused to let him and his crew drive away. Who's lives matter? Black lives matter! He eventually got out of the vehicle and the argument continued down the street. Springer, flanked by two hired security guards, stood there with his arms on his hips and didn't say a word before walking away. And we're now learning the identity of the Florida man caught yelling white power during a pro-Trump golf cart parade. Published reports say he's a 71-year-old retired Miami-Dade firefighter. The video, which was retweeted then deleted by President Trump, was taken at the Villages, the country's largest retirement community. At the historic Washington Square Park in downtown Manhattan, two statues of George Washington were defaced by red paint and graffiti. These are what the statues look like today. You could see crews on scene. They've been power washing and working on these statues for hours. You could see remnants of the red paint on the statues and on the ground here. Surveillance footage shows two men launching balloons filled with red paint. We are tracking down the two anarchists who threw paint on the magnificent George Washington statue in Manhattan, the president tweeted. We have them on tape. They will be prosecuted and face 10 years in prison. Turn yourselves in now. The whole nation watched yesterday as the Golden State Killer pled guilty to more than a dozen murders. Now the serial killer's ex-brother-in-law is speaking out, saying he never suspected a thing. He spoke with our Jim Murray about having a killer in the family. He's known to the world as the Golden State Killer, but this man knows Joseph D'Angelo as his ex-brother-in-law. For 40 years, James Huddle and D'Angelo were family. This is D'Angelo on a sailing trip. He was married to your sister. Yes. And you never had an inkling of what he was. Nope. He kept everything to himself. Uh, quite certain that uh, no one else in the family knew either. 
Huddle's sister Sharon got married to D'Angelo in 1973. The family thought he was quite a catch. Handsome, a respected cop with the Exeter, California Police Department. But looking back, there were telltale signs that something wasn't right. For instance, D'Angelo's interest in slasher movies, like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The, wow, you know, the excitement involved in his face and his clenched teeth at this horrific scene on TV. So when he would watch these horror movies, you saw him get physically excited? Yes. Like a movie villain, D'Angelo would also taunt his victims over the phone. D'Angelo has three daughters from his marriage to Huddle's sister. They lost their father it, it, in a way. They really did. I mean, he changed from this wonderful dad to them to this horrible person. Yesterday, looking frail and wearing a face shield, the 74-year-old D'Angelo confessed to 13 killings and almost 50 rapes. There were so many victims and their families, authorities had to conduct the hearing in a ballroom. He is the real-life version of Hannibal Lecter. The detail just made me just cringe all the more and feel the, the, the sorrow I felt for those victims. There's so many. Photos of loved ones were shown so they'd be remembered. Huddle has now written a book, Killers Keep Secrets, in which he lays bare his family's shock at learning the truth about the monster in their midst. I became outraged at what he had done. Sure. And even more outraged last night when I reviewed the hearing. Joseph D'Angelo and his wife had been separated for 20 years. She filed for divorce two years ago after he was arrested. He was the genius behind some of America's most beloved shows and films. And now, at the age of 98, Carl Reiner has died. For seven decades, Carl Reiner kept us all laughing. I've known this guy. Last night, my dad passed away. As I write this, my heart is hurting. He was my guiding light, his son director Rob Reiner said. Reiner was born in the Bronx in 1922. After service in World War II, he got his big break when he was hired on the classic Your Show of Shows. That's where he met Mel Brooks. Their friendship over the decades became the stuff of comedy legend, with skits like the 2,000-year-old man. Oh, people actually hit themselves oh, in Wow! That hurts, though. Yeah, you better nice now. <laughs> In the 1960s, Reiner created The Dick Van Dyke Show, which is considered one of television's best sitcoms ever. He played the egomaniacal Alan Brady. I like you so much better without your... That's hair, In the 1970s, Reiner directed Oh God with George Burns and The Jerk with Steve Martin. In the 2000s, he co-starred in the Ocean series with George Clooney and Brad Pitt. So are you going to treat me like a grown-up at least? His relationship with Mel Brooks was a constant in his long life. They met weekly for dinner. Even during the COVID-19 pandemic, they got together virtually to watch TV. Just a few weeks ago, they spoke to CBS Sunday Morning. Carl, stop talking for one minute. Okay. He once explained the secret to living into your 90s. I wake up in the morning and I check the obituaries. <laughs> if I'm not in it, I'll have breakfast. Carl Reiner was 98. Mr. Reiner once said people want and need to laugh. He certainly helped us do just that. We'll be back after this. Next, summer sleepaway camps. How safe are they during the pandemic? One, two, three, up. And the show must go on. 
Macy's pop-up 4th of July fireworks. And serenade to a baby donkey. Love, sweet love. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. It's a dilemma for many parents. Do you let your kids go away to sleepaway camp? A surprising number of camps are open. And here's what kids and their parents can expect. Despite the global pandemic, many sleepaway camps are back in business. Hello. Thank you so much for entrusting us with your children. And after months in isolation, these wide-eyed kids can't say goodbye to their parents fast yeah. enough and greet their sleepaway buddies. We were there for the first day of Camp Croca in Marlow, New Hampshire, and summer fun is in full swing, but with important new restrictions. Kids are now divided into groups, just eight campers per group, with two counselors supervising at all times. Certain activities have been canceled. In a normal setting, we have large community meals a few times a week. Unfortunately, gonna have to cut all of our group-to-group -group interactions. So there's gonna be no more capture the flag games, no more big soccer games. Temperatures are taken every day and masks are a must. Despite all the COVID-19 precautions, summer camp remains summer camp. Like daily lice checks. Bunking with your buddies. One, two, three. And of course, plenty of fun in the water. These parents are leaving behind some very happy campers. I'm so excited for you. And when we come back, a pre-July 4th fireworks lights up the sky. They may not be having their traditional huge fireworks display this year, but Macy's is still lighting up the sky. Finally, fireworks that are the real deal. After weeks of those unauthorized and annoying neighborhood displays, Macy's lit up the night sky, kicking off a week of small surprise shows. Their annual 4th of July extravaganza was canceled out of concern it would draw too many spectators in New York. So pop-up shows like this one will happen in various locations around New York City. They will be announced at the last minute to avoid big crowds. It may be smaller than usual, but it was still a sight to behold. Finally today, it's a message the whole world needs, even donkeys. It's just what the world needs now. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. A man in Ohio sweetly serenades his 10-day-old donkey named Ivy. Little love, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. And yes, the donkey did fall asleep. That is Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. Stay safe, and we'll see you again tomorrow. When you're committed to raising the standard, you're bound to ruffle some feathers. At Happy Egg, we like to say we farm differently. But in reality, we produce eggs the way people used to, by partnering with local small family farmers who raise our happy hens on eight or more acres. Because in our opinion, farming shouldn't be complicated. It should be happy. Choose happy with Happy Egg. Visit happyegg.com and look for the yellow carton at a store near you. Happy Egg. Once upon a beat. Remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. 
Join me, DJ Fuse, and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the New Kids and Family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.